Welcome to Adults Class 2 Practical Applications of Jainism. Let's start with the Noka Mantra. Namo Arihantanam, Namo Sidranam, Namo Ayariyanam, Namo Pujayanam, Namo Sarasahunam, Yeso Pancha Namakaru, Sabam Pavipanasanu, Mangalal Ancha Sanvesim, Parpam Pavay Mangalam. Why do we pray? Keep ourselves calm. To keep yourself calm. Nobody here prays? <laughs> we just did a prayer. You know one prayer. Why do you do it? I just feel good when I hold my hands. It makes you feel good. Balance the, balance the negative energies or, or sentiments or thoughts at times. To balance the negative energy. Right. So uh, uh, that dovetails with making you feel good, right? Yeah. Focus on soul. Take you, takes you away from outer distractions. Distractions, distractions that's right. Uh, so the reason we're, we pray is to bring to the forefront of our mind the thoughts that we want, that is, the meaning of the prayer, so we can apply it throughout the day. Hey, Toby, welcome. Um, and so that's the reason we're supposed to pray. Uh, when should we pray? early in the morning before you sleep you should pray in the morning because if you don't if you pray at night and then you forget about what you prayed about you can't apply it throughout the day so when you pray in the morning you you say okay let's say your prayer is the nokar mantra so you bow down to the arihans the siddhas the sadhus the upadhyas the acharyas and you want to emulate those spiritual qualities and so you bring that to the front of your mind and so when you go throughout your day you're like oh i'm going to make this decision differently because it's in the front of my mind because i prayed in the morning if you pray in the night that can't happen so pray in the morning uh should we pray out loud or in our heads out loud helps us memorize like when you say it loud you are kind of rehearsing yourself so of more to some people. Right. Anybody else? Okay, so you should say your prayers out loud uh, for two reasons. One, it activates one more sense. That is, when you say it out loud, you hear it. And so by activating one more sense, it brings it to you, the front of your mind more. Uh, the second reason is we want to comport our thoughts, our speech, and our actions, right? So by saying it out loud, we comport our speech with our thoughts. If you just say it in your thoughts, then you're not activating your speech. And that's why uh, it's the best is to pray when you're doing puja, right? Because then you're comporting your thoughts, your speech, your speech and your actions and if you do it while you're doing puja it's harder to get distracted because you're like physically moving water and coconuts and flowers and if you do it let's say you're not doing puja if you do it while you're saying it out loud it's harder to get distracted because you're saying it out loud you're not going to get distracted about what's for lunch or by a noise a random noise the hardest thing to do is to just say it in your mind it's very hard. You'll get distracted. Uh, a lot of people think there are right. There are no wrong answers to this question, but there is a right and a wrong answer. Okay, when you pray, uh, what should we think about when we pray? We think about we want to do it to feel good, right? I don't get any thoughts while I'm praying. I just 
just close my eyes and I just feel if I say it loud, I just feel those waves just travel right. around your room or around your space that you are in. Right. That just keeps you like away from. It just keeps you more, and the other people can actually hear you. And that, that's just the hear. If they are not doing anything, it just they can also hear you. I just feel it's a good thing to just keep those waves in space wherever you. That's great. You just provided a great description of Samvar. And that's the probably the main reason why we pray. Uh, I talked about bringing those thoughts to the forefront of our mind, but I guess I didn't talk about why we do that. We do that. We wanted to bring it to the forefront of our mind so we can practice Samvar. Who remembers what Samvar is? Blockage of karma. Blocking karma from attaching to your soul. So you provided a great physical description of, well, you keep everything away. When you're praying, you can't have other thoughts. You can't have, think about, you know, food. You can't have lustful thoughts. You can't, you, you're practicing samvar, which is the blocking of karma attaching to your soul, because you're not thinking, saying, or doing anything that involves anger, ego, deceit, and greed. And that's the whole point, right? That's why we're here. Right? And so, I, I love that. You just provided a great uh, physical description of summer. Um, so, when we pray, uh, what else do we think about when we pray? One person suggested nothing at all. Anybody else think about anything else while you pray? Sometimes you try to focus on like the God picture or something. So, kind of like right. not of a meditation, right? Right. The idol is there to focus your thoughts on the idol so you don't get distracted. And the so train you, of thought thing. Right, right. Well, right, right. Um, we want to emulate the qualities. Let's say we're uh, standing in front of a Murti of Mahavir Swami. We want to emulate the qualities of Mahavir Swami by thinking about his life and thinking about what he did and thinking about how we can apply those qualities to our life. Uh, what I didn't hear was... The meaning of the words. I didn't hear that. Uh, we're supposed to think about the meaning of the words. Because if you don't think about the meaning of the words, you won't bring it to the front of your mind and you'll get distracted. I can say the Nokar Mantra and think about a million things besides the Nokar Mantra. But if I think about the meaning of the words, uh, then that will help effectuate the purpose of prayer. If you don't think about the meaning of the words, you might as well not be praying at all. Okay? So... I'm here to tell you the truth, and the truth is there are right and wrong answers to these questions. And I'm sorry if I offended you by telling you you're praying wrong, but I am interested in your spiritual progress, and you are praying wrong, okay? You're supposed to pray to bring thoughts to the forefront of your mind so you can apply it during the day. You're supposed to pray in the morning. You're supposed to pray out loud, and you're supposed to think of the meaning of the words while you pray. Questions or comments? You repeat that one? Sure, no problem. There is a right and a wrong way to pray. And I'm sorry if I'm telling it you're, you're praying wrong, but you're praying wrong. You're probably praying wrong. Hey, come on in. It was more for her then. <laughs> Most of you are, are probably praying wrong. Uh, you're supposed to pray to bring those thoughts to the forefront of your mind so you can apply them during the day so you make decisions differently than you otherwise would have made. Okay? Uh, next, you're supposed to pray in the morning, you're supposed to pray out loud, and you're supposed to think of the meaning of the words when you pray. Question. Yeah. 
So in addition to praying in the morning, can you pray in any other time of day or evening or night? Sure, you can, but it won't be as helpful because they won't affect your decisions during the day. Okay. Isn't it a good reminder to do in the midday or something? Sure. Like yeah. if you did on, on addition to the morning. Yeah, if you pray in the morning and then pray every hour, that's better. If you pray in the morning and then pray every half an hour, that's better. Isn't that why they say before you eat, before you sleep, before any major act, you should kind of say the sutras or prayers? Sure. The more the better, because that will refocus your attention on the truth. And the truth is that you're a soul and you should make decisions as if you're a soul, not as if you're a human being, because you're not. You said to pray loud. Yes, out loud, because it activates one more sense and it comports your thoughts, speech and actions. And because you're activating one more sense, it brings it to the forefront of your mind better and also you get less distracted than if you just try to pray in your mind because if you say it out loud you kind of keep going you have to keep going other questions or comments okay so that was an extended preamble we're actually going to pray today let's start with uh, the kamasamana sutra Ichami kamasamano vandiyo jaunijaye nisiyaye matena vandami. With all my strength and by renouncing all wrongful acts, I bow to the Tirthankar's image with my head. Okay, so it's a bowing prayer. Okay, so, and this will help. A lot of times we don't know the meaning of the prayer, right? So I'm here to tell you the meanings of the prayers that sometimes some of us might sing and not know because if we don't know the meaning, we might as well not be praying at all. Timber, to add on this, one of the shibir I learned, uh, this was late when kids shibir was going on, there is actually a right way to do kamashna. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, uh, obviously I was doing it wrong for years, and uh, when we get up, we have a tendency to put our hands on. Right. But usually the hands should be together throughout the process. And then you come back up. Please show us. Okay. Uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I will, I will try my best. So we, we do Ichami Kamashano. Vandiyu Jamni Jai Nisihiai. And usually Matta in is the time. What, what ends up happening? So for example, you're doing Kamashano, right? So you, what I used to do is say Ichami Kamashano Vandiyu Jamni Jai. It's almost like... We're in a hurry. <laughs> you, you're actually saying, can you say the meaning again? Sajak. Sure. With all my strength and by renouncing all wrongful acts, I bow to the Tirthankar's image with my head. Yeah. So <clears throat> while we say this, Chami Kamashno, we should focus on Bhagwan. But usually we are in the transition. At least I was in the transition phase rather than focusing on Bhagwan and saying this, uh, what it means. So... Ichami Kamasamano, Vandiyu, Jauni Jai, Nisihiyai, Matta Ena, Vandami. And you get up like this, which sometimes it's difficult, but what I used to do is put two hands like this. And this is something, and I don't know the reason why, uh, maybe somebody can explain it, but it's basically your hands should be together throughout the process. Your hands should be together, they should be touching your knees and touching your head and the ground at the same time. So it kind of looks like this. Uh, I'll do it this way. So they should all be touching at the same time. So like this, then on your knees and then the head and the ground at the same time. And then that way your 
thoughts, your speech, and your actions all comport because they're all touching. Yeah, there should be five <laughs> points of I all that should be touching actually. Yeah. Head, two hands, and two legs yeah. uh, together. That's when you say Yeah. Can we make room for everybody? We don't need people in the back or anything like that. Adventures coming. <laughs> So do you say Martin Vandami and then go all the way down or you uh, go down and what, then say Martin You may know the right one but but what I learned again many years back is five points touching when you say the word Martin. Yes. That's what I thought. Uh, that's what I understood. Yeah. I, uh, it's just I used to start when I'm saying Chami Khamaj, I, I, I bend down right away and uh, then I'm almost... And even after knowing the right way, I'm still doing something. <laughs> it's just difficult to get something. Thanks to everybody that just joined. We're talking about prayer today. We talk about, we pray to bring things to the forefront of our mind. We pray in the morning, we pray out loud, and we think about the meaning of the words while we pray. So now we're talking about the meaning of different prayers. Uh, the next one. Tasa utari karnenam, payachitta karnenam, visohi karnenam, visali karnenam, pavanam, kamanam, nigayante, tami, gausagam. I now want to absolve all my sins committed by repenting, to purify my soul and to make it free of pain caused by practicing religion without right faith, and to completely destroy all my sins. I shall now perform. And so this is a kind of a typical one we say before Pratikaman. Anybody know that one? It's very popular. Oh, so you didn't know the meaning, but you knew the sutra. So how, has your mind changed now that you know the meaning? <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't practice sutras a lot, so right. it doesn't make that much difference to me. But I like to know the meaning. It it just helps me understand the sutra better than just reciting the words. Right. <laughs> Other Jaya Jaya Arati Adi Jinanda Nabiraya Marodevi Konanda. I obey I practice obeisance to Adina, son of King Nabi and Queen Marudevi. Paili Arati Puja Kije Narabhavapa Mine Lavo Lije. The first Arati is to offer profound respect to the one for giving us the privilege of being born as humans. Okay, so it's a great privilege to be born as human, um, because does anybody remember why? Take vows. That's the only form you can do to moksh. That's right, both correct. Humans are the only uh, life form that can take vows and the only one that can go to moksh. And we have a tremendous opportunity to perform nirdra while we're in human form. Who remembers what nirdra is? Shredding of karmas. Shedding of karma, that's right. Dusri arati dina dayaha, Dula deva nagarmana jaga ajvala, 
The second arti is offered to the benevolent one for enlightening us in our darkness. Tisri arati tribuvanadeva, sura nara indrakaretori seva. The third arti is offered to the Lord of the three worlds. May human beings and heavenly beings serve you. What are the three worlds? That's right. Uh, he hell, heaven, and the earthly world. Um, and so it says um, human beings and heavenly beings serve you, but it doesn't say hellish beings. They left that part out. They said the three worlds, but then didn't include the hellish beings. Chautri arati chaugatichure, manavata chitta fala shiva sukapure. The fourth arti is offered to the one who liberates us from the four states of existence. May all the wishes be fulfilled and eternal bliss be achieved. Panchami arati punya upaya, mulchandrika bagunaguna gaya. The fifth arti is offered for the reward earned. Mulchand has sung these praises of Adina. Who's Mulchand? <laughs> Yeah, a Jain poet. He's a Jain poet, yeah. Um, so this is, uh, remember, this is a prayer for Adina. Questions or comments about that? This document that you're referring to, do you have it? Extra copies or? Uh, yes, I can send it to the group after class. Um, it is like an English translation of Stuthis. I'll write that down. Is this a separate group? Oh, yeah. Um, can you write down your... Are you on WhatsApp? No. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, if you can write down your name and number, then I will add you to the group. Uh, also, anybody who's just joining us, yeah, feel free to write down your name and number and I'll add you to the group. Okay. Just one point. So, uh, we have this commonality for all the Tethankaras, right? For 24 Tethankar, any of the idols, we would say the same, even though it's particularly mentions it for Adi, Adinath Bhagawan. Right, right, yeah, and even Adinath's name is in the yes. the in, is in the thing. That's right, yeah. But we have we kind of repurposed it. Yeah, we used it. Well, yeah. Okay, so let's try Mangal Devo. Devo re Devo Prabhu Mangalika Devo Arti Utara Nambo Chiranjivo. Lamp, O oh lamp, O oh auspicious lamp. May the life to anyone worshiping you with lamp be enhanced. Uh, so uh, we're talking about light. Obviously, we're lighting a candle, right? Or a agarbati or gibati. What's the definition of arti? Translation. Anyone? Like the English meaning of arti? Yeah. I mean, I know what the arti is. Right. But... Hmm. Just an action of doing anything. Just that action. <laughs> <laughs> if you compare it to, let's say, like a Christian church or something, they go and they light. So it's just the act. They're just talking about the accident, and not like a meeting. Yeah. 
Why is it like from my understanding the way the actions are like you light a candle and then you do do right so you are kind of removing all the bad aura or I mean it's been a years I learned it when I was a kid I think that was kind of an explanation um, like why you do diva why you do doop why you do charmer so the each action has some sort of a purpose like that anybody answer your question what's the definition of arti <laughs> well, is, it, is it just describing that action? It's a celebratory puja. Yeah. Celebratory puja. Sohamanu gera paravadi vali ambarakele amara bali. Just as on the auspicious day of Diwali, let there be heavenly light and joy forever in every home. So let's practice Diwali every day. Dipalabane anekula ajuvali bave bhakte vigani vari. Deepal states that it brings enlightenment to the family when performed with devotion and eliminates all obstacles. Who's Deepal? Deepal? Who's Deepal? We say it, we say it every time, right? Deepal. No. Deepal is another Jain poet, just like Mulchand. <laughs> he says that. We say it again. Deepalabane ane aikalikale arti utari raja kumarpale. Deepal also states that in this era, King Kumarpal, we worshipped you. So Deepal said it again. It's like when you write something and then you put your own name in it. This guy did that, and now we say it every day. How how we say all of this? Pretty much every time we come to Yasar and Shabu, we still don't know. Sunday that we're going to serve food, we're going to do this trivia. <laughs> who's Mulchand and who's Deepa? Now we know. We sometimes, at the end of the Aarti, if there is a suppose Mulchand, we just add our own thing like Hamza Bharti Uttare. Yeah, there is a variation here. <laughs> What, what pleases me is a lot of sutras have this name of the poet, right? And and they still take the credit for, for the poet that poetry that they wrote, right? And and a lot of times it ends with that they, these are all the wishes of this poet. And one of the Marasaib, Acharya Marasaib, actually said once that you should convert that and say that these are my wishes, right? You're not always praying on behalf of this poet. Right. You have to add another line and say, I also wish you same in it. It's like English version of giving them credit. <laughs> What's the difference between sutra and astuti? Like I mean, like a song version. Mm -hmm. You decide. There's no like singing rhythm. Okay, so a uh, lot of um, good answers, uh, but a sutra is a brief aphorism, is a collection of brief aphorisms that are designed to convey information. Okay, so that's why all the sutras are in Prakrit, okay? 
And a stuti is a song or a hymnal that's designed to convey emotions. So everything we're talking about now is stutis. And everybody gets these confused. Everybody calls them sutra. We have sutratan. Those are all, it should be called stutitan, you know. <laughs> but that doesn't roll off the tongue as good as sutratan. But if you're singing it, it's a stuti, okay? If you're reading it and studying it, it's a sutra, like the Tatvarta Sutra. We don't sing that. We just read that and we ponder it and we look at these short statements like that. Those are all sutras, like the religious texts, okay? So if you're singing it and if you're singing about Mahavir and Mahavir is great and the Upadhyas are great and the Acharyas are great, that's a stuti. So we're all talking about stutis today. I guess it's, a, it's like a formula and then explain how that formula comes up is the explanation is the sutti. That's a sutra. The song is the stuti. Yeah, if you're singing it, it's probably the stuti. Okay. Uh, I just think sutra is easier to say, so I just think we call everything sutra. <laughs> okay, let's do a very short one. Namo rat sida charopadya sarvasadubya. Okay, we usually say this before starting it. Anybody know what it means? Very short one. Namo rat siddhar charyopadya sarvasadubhya. Anybody recognize any words in there? Yeah. Yeah. Bowing all the Aryan Siddha Upadya. That's right. That's right. Uh, I'm bowing down to Arihant, to the Siddhas, to the Acharyas to the Upadhyas and all the Sadhu Sadhis. We just like kind of say it all in one sentence. Just run it all together. <laughs> no Karmantra in one line. That's right. It's a mini No Karmantra. So if you don't have time to say the No Karmantra and you want to think about it, you just say this one and you just kind of like a run-on sentence, you know? <laughs> you just say it all in one line. Cry during Brother Okay. So, now let's get to the, the big one, okay? So, Logasa. Okay, so this is what comes up all the time when we talk about, well, we got to know the meaning of these words when we say them, and our kids just memorize them, but we like for them to memorize them because we'll fill in the backstory of the meaning later, and we'll just get them to memorize everything they can now. So we have our kids memorize Logasa. Logasa ujogare dama regine arihanta kiteyesam jovi sampi kevali. O oh, Arihants, you are shedding divine light on the entire universe, founders of divine laws and conquerors of inner enemies. I praise you, O oh, Omniscient, the 24th Tirthankaras. What are our inner enemies? That's right, Gashayas, I bow down to Rishabdev, Ajitnath, Sambhavnath, Abhidnath, Sumanath, Pamaprabha, Suparshva, and Chandrapavu. Okay, eight in the eight, right? Remember, we're going for 24. Suvahim Chapupa Dantam, Siala Sijasama Vasu Pujamcha, Vimala Manatam Chajinam, Dhammam Santim Chavandami. I bow down to Kuntunath, Aranath, Malinath, Manisuvar Swami, and Naminath. I bow to Arista, Neminath, Parshvanath, and Vardhama. So eight. Oh, no, wait, we missed one. Sorry. Uh, we missed one. That was the wrong one. Vardhaman is last, of course. Right. Vardhaman is Mahavir Swami. 
Suvitnath, Pushvadanta, Shitalnath, Shreyasnath, Vasupuja, Vimalnath, Anatnath, Dharmanath, and Shantinath. Okay? So those are eight. Uh, next. Dhammam Santim Chavandami Kuntu Maram Chamalim Vande Muni Suvayam Nami Jinamcha Vandami Ritnemim Pasam Taha Vadamam Sorry. Vadamanamcha. That's Vardaman. Okay? <laughs> so those are the other eight that I said. So eight, eight, eight. That's 24. And we say the names why? Why do we recite the names? Remember, remember their qualities. To remember their qualities. If you don't know anything about their qualities, there's no point in reciting the names. We recite the names. So, oh, Mahaviswami, and that reminds you, oh, I remember Mahaviswami got bitten by a snake and he didn't do anything. I remember Mahaviswami did this. I remember Adinath did this. I remember uh, Shitalnath did this. I remember Shreyasnath did this. And you remember their lives. And you bring it to the forefront of their mind. And you make decisions as if you were Mahaviswami. So if you don't know, if you just memorized it and you don't know the names, and let's say you do know the names, now let's learn the stories of each of the uh, Tirthankars so we know how to apply what their principles to our lives. Okay, so we recited the names, but there's still more. Uh, we did four stanzas and we got through all the names. So what are the other ones? Eva Mahe Abitua. Vihuya raya mala pahina jaramana chauvi sampi jinavara tita yare me paseyantu. I praise the Arihants who have been liberated from all karma that obstruct or hinder the qualities of the soul and thereby have broken the cycle of birth and death. These are the 24 Lord Jinas that bless me. Okay, so it reminds you what it's all about. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to break the cycle of birth and death and go to moksha. Kitiya vandiya mahiya je logasa utama sida aruga bohilabam samahi vara mutamam dintu. O Arihans, you are praised, bowed to, and wholeheartedly worshipped. You are the purest souls in the universe. Grant me divine health and right faith, conviction, and the highest state of consciousness. Okay, that's wrong. They're not going to grant it to you. You have to admire their qualities and work towards getting it yourself. Okay, so that's wrong. I don't know whether it's wrong in the original or if it's wrong in the translation, but we're not asking people to grant us anything, okay? Last one. Uh, no, wait. Yeah, last one. Chande su nimalayara, aiche su ahiyam payasayara, sagarvara gambira, Siddha Siddhim Mamdisantu. You are purer than the moon or more brilliant than the sun. That's right. Chanda means moon, right? You are deeper than the oceans. Please assist me to attain a liberation. Okay, they're not going to assist you. Sorry. You got to do it yourself. So I don't know about... I think I in, in this <laughs> case, it means like guide us through, like assist, right. like show us right. the light. Right. Yeah. I'm using your guidance to help myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are lots of nuances but it's not granting you anything and we don't oh, that's a very good point when we pray we're not asking somebody for something if you're doing that you're doing it wrong and i'm sorry if i'm disappointing you that telling you you're doing it wrong but if you're asking somebody to give you something you're doing it wrong questions or comments about that it may be the feeling like if someone is with us to across that pathway, it just helps us emotionally. So maybe we are just taking that help from God 
that that's what we're trying my best to cross the path but not we are here for you. We are interested in your spiritual progress, and that's what this class is for. It's to help keep us all on the path, because it's very easy to stray, and we all need help on the path. Tim, Tim let me ask you, you said that, like, you know, you shouldn't be asking for something. But what if you're asking for something for someone else? They can't give it to you. I'm sorry, but my Swami cannot come down and cure your your kid, child of cancer. So, like, there are a lot of like sutras that would or stutis <laughs> that uh, say, like, you know, uh, please give someone's atma shanti, right? Okay. How does that work? Then? Like, when someone passes away, and you you, you say that, you know. Give that atma shanti, right? What you're asking for them to give that atma shanti? I don't understand. Like, it doesn't work. It's falling on deaf ears. <laughs> okay. Isn't it like more like a well wish than just asking for something? Like you, you wish that this happened, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you are asking for someone to do that actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What does it mean? Yeah, it's like you are trying to be more empathetic. You are just saying, wishing well for them. It doesn't necessarily mean you are asking. I think the, the slogan reads like, "Paramatma." Yeah. 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 So like, it's it's asking the God to give the shanti to the soul. It's not us giving the, like, we can't give the chanty to that soul, right? But I don't know, I just feel like there are certain things, like these random things, that don't align with maybe the way we are interpreting. You're right. They don't align with it. And I think that it's a waste if you're asking somebody to give something to somebody else and if you're asking somebody to give something to you. I think that because it's not going to happen. What do you do when somebody says, I'll pray for you? What does that mean? Nice. What's going on when somebody says, I'll pray for you? Or when you say, pray for me, what's going on? I, I feel when I'm saying, I'm praying for you, is sending those good vibes to heal, cure, whatever is going on. I'm not right. asking somebody to do that, but I'm just sending that I want to send this waves to that, uh, wherever you are. Right. from that situation. We can certainly offer emotional support and that's very important. And I think that sending support and sending emotional support is very important. But we're talking about the meaning of the words and asking God to give another person's soul peace is futile. But what's not futile is emotionally supporting somebody. So if you say, I'll pray for you, you might, that's another way to say, I'll be there for you, or I will support you. But better to say, let's pray together, right? Instead of, I'll pray for you. Better to say, let's pray together. Because when you do pray together, guess what? You are doing something. That is, you are performing samvar, you are performing nirdra for yourself, and the other person is all doing it too, and you're supporting each other on the spiritual path. So better than, I'll pray for you, is let's pray together. How does it work when, like I hear this all the time, uh, when my my mother-in-law can't come to the temple and she'll tell the kids that, do puja for me. <laughs> <laughs> that 
nice excuse, okay? So you are the, your soul bears the fruits of its own actions. There's no puja that I can do for you that you can do for another person. <laughs> so she's not getting the punya for the whole puja, but it's the thought of doing something that she's not doing. So you don't it's, get it's not even that that counts. Nothing in that scenario counts. Sorry to take it for you. I'm not here to coddle you. I'm not here to uh, think about your feelings. I'm here to tell you the truth. That's the only thing I can tell you. It's only the truth, and that does nothing. Praying for somebody else does nothing. There's nothing for you, and there's nothing for them. <laughs> so should you pray for somebody? You should have them pray with you. That is doing something. And you should emotionally support people. Don't get it twisted. I'm not saying don't emotionally support people. Emotionally support people, that's very important. That's a very Jane thing to do. Questions or comments about anything we talked about today? Tell your mother-in-law this, and you get it right. She's not asking. She got the kids in favor. So in that case, the kids do puja twice, like one for themselves, one for her? Oh, she's saying it just to get them to do it nice. <laughs> we talk about thoughts. Everything starts with the thoughts. You need to have thoughts. Don't have any violence in your in your thoughts. But what if you do have it? It doesn't work, right? We just prove that it doesn't count. Violent thoughts lead to violent speech, and violent thoughts lead to violent actions. Right. That's why we shouldn't have violent thoughts. I agree with that part, but if you just person have a thoughts on violence and doesn't act or speech or nothing, does that count? Absolutely it counts, because those thoughts could have been better spent on nonviolent thoughts. Because you have an opportunity cost. Count. No, it counts. Because you have an opportunity cost for your soul, okay. not for another soul. Okay. So instead of thinking about oh, that person wronged me and I'm going to get revenge, well, you could have been performing somber or nirdra with your thoughts. So you have your that's your opportunity cost. So you never think about anybody positive or negative. Perfect. Sounds like meditation to me. <laughs> All the time you think, you think about your soul. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry to say that. As many of you know, Jainism is a very individualistic religion, right? I can't help you, you know, I can't help your soul. I can't take the burdens of your soul. That is, you will bear the consequences of your actions and you alone. So I can only worry about my, once I understand that, there's no use in me worrying about what somebody over there is doing. I can only suffer the consequences of my own soul. That happens everything. You... Forgive people, you do everything. It's just lines of everything. Right. So, just like you shouldn't think uh, bad about other people, you should forgive them and then forget about it. Very advanced, very advanced technique you're describing. <laughs> right. Other questions or comments? <laughs> Well, today we have a very special guest. Returning is Mihir from overseas. Can we get a Belgium update? What is life like there? What's Jainism like there? What is the Jain Center like there? Yeah. Life, I, the answer is different, whether it's summer or winter. <laughs> right now it's very gloomy, dark, rainy. 
So uh, that's why we try to get out of uh, and get some sun here, which is definitely good. Uh, but one thing, I, I, as I mentioned about sun, we now feel that you know you don't value something when you have it. So we always complain about being hot, being about warm. But uh, I, I was driving back, uh, in Houston, and it was evening. I had sun in my eye, and I was telling, "Oh, it's too bright." And my daughter's like, "Don't complain about sun." <laughs> yeah. uh, lesson well taken. Uh, no, actually, it's it's very different. There is a very beautiful dirasar there, Shikharbandi uh, dirasar. I think one of the ones outside Houston in Antwerp, which is about 30 minutes from from our house. Uh, very nice Parshanath Bhagwan Murti. A uh, lot of Jain families there, about 700 families. I don't know the count. I don't see it. As often, to be honest, even though there are more families, I see more people here than in in Brussels or in Bel uh, Antwerp dirasar. Every Sunday, there is Parshala there uh, from. Um, so they have configured a little bit different than here. They have a Tatugnan class, which is similar to a Jainism class, and then they have a Sutra class. Uh, the language class happens during the week. Uh, so we actually miss the language class here because our kids were able to do the, the Jainism class and the language class here. Uh, so that's uh, sort of a format. One thing we miss here, there's no gathering, uh, and uh, there's no lunch uh, in the Rasa on Sundays. Uh, the, the reason the setup is a little bit different, like India, people live, most of the people live within five minute radius, walking distance. So kids just walk on their own like we did in India. So they, there's an area called Vilrik, and most of the gents live in the Vilrik area. The property prices are very high there just because of that reason. And kids will walk to it, they will bike to the Dirasar, uh, and that's the benefit of having it close by. Uh, the uh, the song is very different. It's like India. Um, I would say here we feel, again, we, we see small things, but what I see is some here is, is very united. We have a lot of activity. We have a lot of youth involved. There, there's a structure that is a bit different. Uh, here, your ideas are welcome. You can uh, implement new things. You see how many classes we have going on. There, it's again, I say it's like India. It's very different. It's very traditional way of doing things. Uh, there's a lot of aradhana happening there. There is nice uh, bhojan shala. They did worship up there. Uh, there is a convenience having maharaj or local chefs, so they do very well in uh, in that. But no, uh, our kitchen is doing phenomenal as I hear here. So uh, it it can be done. But in summary, we miss Houston, so we will be back soon. Uh, we miss the song, and in fact, it's actually the the Sunday kids were so excited they wanted to attend their respective classes today. So hopefully they are there. And uh, uh, we are we are very fortunate as a song. I, I say from outside in is like uh, it's not everywhere that happens uh, a beautiful Sunday like this. Thank you so much for coming back. You're always welcome here. You're always a part of Adults Class 2 Practical Applications of Jainism. Thank you. I want to uh, turn to our online. Sorry about the online problems we were having earlier. Any questions or comments about anything we talked about today from our online members? I see we have four people joining us remotely. Oh, no problem. I'm sorry about those troubles earlier. Uh, we're going to iron that out. I know I keep saying that, but I really promise I will. Uh, other questions or comments? Okay, February 4th, we're hosting lunch. Can we get a lunch update? I put a group out there. Okay. Um, I haven't heard from anybody, but I know it's almost a month out. So No problem. Think, yeah, within two weeks, we'll get more. Did we decide on a theme? Uh, not yet. I think okay. Not yet. Okay. How many people have committed for uh, 
splitting the cost? I think we have almost 20 people. Okay. Uh, does anybody here that signed up here, I have four, does anybody here want to be part of the lunch group? For sponsoring lunch? It's a kind of a separate group. Uh, okay, sure. Uh, we'll um, we'll let you know how to send the money um, to. The money will be later on. Yeah, the money will be later. Depending on the cost. Yeah, and I shared a link in our Jainism class. If anybody can join. Yeah, we'll repost that. We'll do it again. Yeah, we'll do it again today. Okay. Okay, will do. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who came. Um, for those of you that came late, can you introduce yourself for us, starting here? When it started, I guess, in September, but yeah, I think I missed out on a few sessions. So No problem. Yeah, whenever you're ready. And we are online, too, for whatever you missed. You can find us at uh, jainismforeveryone.com. How about you? Ketan Shah. Hi, Ketan. I just started this year and this is my like third or fourth session. Okay, great. And Hi. this is Vikas Shah. He just came, moved to Houston like a few months ago. Welcome. So, so glad to have you here. We like it here. Oh, great. Thank you so much for coming. Um, so we are all here to help each other on our spiritual path. We're also here to network professionally. The name of the group is Adults Class and Networking. Um, so if you're in, we have a lot of medical people. We have a lot of oil and gas people. We have a few software people. We have a bunch of financial people. And we have some legal people, too. So we're all he here to help each other. If you need some help or if you have some help to give or if you want to um, trade some cards with anybody, we're all here for that too. So feel free to post any of those kind of messages for the group. Thank you so much for coming today. I really appreciate your time. It's not something that I take for granted. Uh, the purpose of this class is not to sit here and talk about Jainism, is to actually give you things to take outside of the classroom, because that's the very hardest part to do. Um, it's easy to sit here and talk about it. It's hard not to think about lunch when you go out there, not to you know, think about what's going on in your day. It's hard to take the things that you learned here into your life, but that's the whole point of this class, is increasing the quality of your life through applying Jain principles. Thank you very much for coming today. I really appreciate that. We'll see you next time. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.